This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal preview show. Looking ahead to the next Arsenal fixture. In this case, it's Arsenal's game against what is, according to the table anyway, our toughest game of the season so far as we face third place Newcastle United. Of course, we've not played a team, I don't think, as high up the table as them so far. We haven't played Man City, of course, because we had that game suspended. And with Newcastle sitting in third, it does make this a very interesting game indeed uh, with their very good defensive record and some interesting forward players as well. They've overachieved based upon what most people expected them this season, but maybe it's a bit of a precursor for what's to come of the Magpies in the near and not so long-term future. To do today's show, as always, I'm joined by some fantastic people from our TGT Discord server. Let's introduce you to all of them now. First of all, it's Mike. How are you doing, Mike? You good, Joel? I'm doing very well, Tom. Looking forward to going 10 points clear. Indeed. Enjoy your New Year's celebrations. How was I it did. down under? It was it was fairly quiet, but uh um yeah, it was good fun. It was good fun. Lovely stuff. Of course, you enter it well ahead of, of everyone yes. else. Um, my uh, my uncle's at the moment in Australia, and I got a text, I think, at about midday uh, UK no, time no, saying, Happy New Year. And I was like, Hold on, this doesn't make any sense. And then it clicked, of course, for me realizing. But yeah, it's uh, it's always interesting seeing on my social feeds all of the, uh, the Sydney Opera House kind of lit up uh, 12 hours it's before Sydney. anyone else. So yeah. Sydney's always a good show. Absolutely. Uh, also joined by Simon. How are you in, Simon? You good, Joel? Very well, Tom. Very good to be on with a decent internet connection. Uh, Indeed. Responding <laughs> to me almost immediately. It's, uh, know, it's, it's a blessing. People take it for granted, <laughs> this ability to communicate rapidly. It's, not, it's nice. Uh, how are you doing, though? Enjoy your own New Year's celebrations? I certainly did. I certainly did. It was just me, the missus and the baby. So, yeah, it was really nice. Really nice to have some family time couple of days in centre park so yeah and no, it's been really Lovely. good and it's just been fantastic to enjoy life as an Arsenal fan um mm. this is just a brilliant time to be a gooner right now so I'm absolutely loving it 
Yeah, I um, as people who join our Strava fitness group for the Eat Sleep Arsenal the podcast, yeah, I did a run, too. the first run of twenty three this today, um, and I wore and the feels. Arsenal home shirt. And I, you know, I, I don't tend to wear the home shirt out that often because red's quite a bold colour, you know, to wear out. I, I, and I was like, I don't care. I'm really happy being an Arsenal fan. <laughs> I don't want to gloat about the fact that I can enjoy being an Arsenal fan. So good on you, I'm mate. I'm going to be good an Arsenal you. fan, and you're all going to notice the fact I'm an Arsenal fan. That's that's <laughs> how it's going to work. So yeah, no, it was enjoyable indeed. Um, and making his debut on the show as well today, it's Sam. How are you doing, Sam? You good to well? Yeah, good. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me on. No problem at all. Where are you joining us from? Out of curiosity. Don't um, tell your bedroom because that'd be really awkward for everybody. Like, like <laughs> well, between Edinburgh and Glasgow, so loving stuff. Lovely stuff, lovely stuff. Arsenal origin. Talk us through it. Um, well, growing up, my dad, even though he's Scottish, he was an Arsenal fan, um, and he was the one that kind of got me me into Arsenal, and I've just never stopped ever since. Ah, lovely yeah. stuff. Simple as that. Um, indeed. Uh, no, lovely stuff. And great to have you on the show. Fantastic to get debutants from the Discord server jumping on. I want to give a uh, shout out to Sasha as well. He's going to be joining us on the next preview show. He gave you the opportunity as well and gave up his spot. So massive thanks to Sasha as well. Great to give the opportunity to a first timer. Um, we'll kick off with you, Mike. Newcastle. How scared are you of this Newcastle team? As you said, uh, at the at kickoff, they have overachieved and they look great. What Eddie Howe has done for Newcastle is is spectacularly good, uh, considering where they were uh, before he took over. So uh, they're not third for for without reason. They they are there on merit. They are playing some great football. They, as you said, are really hard to to break down and have got results against against many of the top six already. They took a point off Man City. They, and likewise at Tottenham, I think. Mm. Um, and uh, so, so they're there on merits. Yeah, yeah. They have done exceedingly well um, this season. I mean, you look back at the results and doing a quick uh, Google search on their results so far this campaign. Um, they Their last results, of course, they beat Leicester 3-0. Um, they've beaten... Chelsea uh, 1-0 uh, as well at St. James's Park 2. Uh, they beat Spurs at Tottenham 2-1. They drew 0-0 against Manchester United. Uh, they lost to Liverpool uh, 2-1, but that was with a very, very late winner from Fabio Cavallio, if people mm. remember that one. Roof of the net, I think it was in the final moments. Uh, and as you said, yeah, they drew against Manchester City 3-3 and were leading 3-1 in that they game. Were. They I were. Believe. So, yeah, they've had a very impressive season so far. Mike, uh, sorry, Simon, how are you kind of viewing things? with Newcastle the mute button yeah no, yeah no I just remembered <laughs> I was like we're gonna have no delays in response it's all shut no the mute button comes to yeah, that's my own fault. <laughs> um yeah no I I'm kind of worried about Newcastle but not massively um I think in terms of their aptitude the way that they apply themselves to the game they they do it very well their determination in the game is brilliant, but it's pretty much on the same level as us. And I think what will be the difference maker is the quality. And I do think we just have far, far better quality than Newcastle. So um, they do have some fantastic players. They've got some great players that are on fantastic form at the moment. I think Almiron is a player to be looking out for. Um, he's just an, an absolute purple patch, so we've got to be careful of him. But the rest of the team are, are pretty decent as well. But I just think, player for player, we've we've got that edge. So yeah, I'm I'm a little bit worried, but 
I do think, especially being at home as well, I do think we've got more than enough to to cope with them. Mm. Yeah, I, I think you know, the confidence is there in us, you know, even though we're talking about Newcastle in this very kind of um, positive and praising way, you know, Arsenal are top of the league for a reason. Um, and Newcastle, of course, Sam, dropped points in their last game, maybe rather surprisingly against Leeds. Is that giving you any kind of extra boost seeing them or do you think they're going to kind of look at this game very much in isolation and not allow that disappointment to affect them? No, well, they're definitely going to be gunning for us, uh, pardon the pun. But um, mm. I do think uh, we've got what it takes to get it over the line. Um, we've just been phenomenal. From I can't remember watching um, <clears throat> football like this first no, in, for years. Like goes mm. back to early days, like Wenger ball when you had the the best, uh, one of the best players at the time, but some of the best players. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm fairly confident going in, but I still think it will be a challenge. Yeah, definitely. No, it is going to be a challenge. I think we all know that. Um, what's interesting is this is one of the first games, Premier League games, we played in such a short space of time from the previous one. Uh, the Christmas period typically throws up these tight schedules. We've not had that in the same sense as we do in previous seasons because of the World Cup. And we're quite thankful that football is back and, and back with such a bang as we've seen so far already. Those two games, Mike, against West Ham and Brighton, you know, we scored seven goals across the two games, which is obviously really pleasing for us. We did concede three goals across those two games as well. Newcastle scored plenty. They've not conceded too many. How do you think these two games that we've managed to pick up wins in are going to impact on this one? Uh, we're going in with confidence having six points out of six. And as I said, seven goals. If you look at the Brighton game, one fairly awful mistake from Saliba, which is a little bit of rust. Hopefully, we'll be uh, dissipating pretty soon. And Brighton are, are a good side, uh, particularly at home. So, um, we had to make some changes to make sure people were rested properly for um, for the game tomorrow. And that's, uh, that possibly just sort of left us a little uh, a, a little more vulnerable than perhaps we were. But but it was it was absolutely required. Uh, and so, I think in terms of preparation, we're in a good place mentally. Uh, hopefully physically as well and um, everybody even those who are not part of that first 11 are, are, are playing the best version of themselves that they can do and that's we can't go in to any match wanting more than that hmm. Yeah, you want to be the best version of you know, that, that's all you can ask for is to play the absolute best and Arteta has been maximising everything from this team, there isn't a player I feel in that starting 11 that's not performing to the top of their game. You know, yes, we've seen some errors. Saliba's made an error. Um, we had an error, of course, again against Brighton. Sure. I mean, is that in any way, Simon, a concern to you that Saliba in two games has made two errors that, of course, have led to two goals? Is there any reason with him, do you think, to be worried? Or is it just because he's a, a young 21-year-old centre-back and errors are going to happen? Uh, well, spoiler alert, he's actually my star player. That's why uh, I've asked you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think he'll shake it off, to be honest. I think Mike alluded to it earlier. There, is, there was a little bit of rust, so I'm not too worried about that. I mean, he only, I think I read it, he only sort of clocked up about 27 minutes playing for France in the World Cup, which is just nothing in such a long period of time. So there's clearly a bit of rust there. Um, I think he will get up to speed. I think he'll spend these, you know, net, was it sort of three, four days in between the game at Brighton um, and before tomorrow, 
speaking with Arteta, sitting down with Arteta. Arteta will sort of get it through his head where he needs to improve, where he needs to be better. And I think he'll be fully prepared for tomorrow. Um, I think he'll be fine. I'm not too worried. I don't I don't think Saliba's the type of player that will go sort of three games in a row having a sort of a... It, it wasn't necessarily bad against West Ham, mm. but um, he didn't have the best of games. But I don't think he'll go... He's that type of player to go three bad games in a row. I hope not, um, because, you know, it's not unlike, you know, those watching on not to pick up on these sorts of things. Um, Sleeper, I think, has the benefit of being a player that's very much well-liked. Uh, and, you know, there's been a bit of a cult <laughs> following, as we know, around him. If this was Gabriel making those two mistakes, I don't think he would have been afforded the same kind of maybe slack that Saliba has been given. Um, I'm not sure why, really. We know that we've got kind of this clear social divide in in the perception of both players but it seemingly does exist um so hopefully uh it, we see Saka, uh, Saliba sorry turn things around and Gabriel may be the one to provide that foundation for him um Sam I think obviously one of the big bonuses that we've had so far is how good the front four have been Odegaard, Martinelli, Saka and Nketiah of course as well have been great there's this constant talk of who Arsenal might be bringing in during the January transfer window we might touch on that towards the end of the show after today's news dropping of course but how key is it now that Nketiah in particular after scoring against both West Ham and Brighton in these three games against Newcastle, Spurs and Man United continues this to kind of really put all of those doubters and critics that he's had to sleep? Yeah, well, it's very important, to be honest, just because of the critics that it does have. I feel like if he just gets a, even a wee tap and, you know, the the, the Nketiah typical goals that he does just uh, being in the right place at the right time um, yeah if he does that then especially in the next game and the, the game's coming up then it's going to quieten everybody up mm. it, should, it should already have quieted most people up to be honest because um, he's been well, in my opinion he's been brilliant um, with the linking up of the play he's been kind of he's been kind of like Jesus but not 100%, but you're never going to get that, are you? So, No, do you feel as though that's a bit... Do you feel it's unfair that kind of we've got this constant comparison to Jesus, you know, going... Because it's, it's, he's a world-class forward, we know that. He doesn't give you world-class levels of goals, but his overall contribution to the team is that of a world-class forward. Do we just kind of have to judge Eddie by himself on what he does rather than constantly putting him aligned with, with Jesus? Yep. But you're always going to get that. I mean, if we were to lose Odegaard and put Vieira in and he was given performances, you would be constantly comparing up with Odegaard because that's the standard you're seeing week in, week out. And that's how we've been how well we've been playing. And but I guess you do need to look at every individual player and what they bring to the team when they do play, because Nketiah does bring something a bit different um compared to Jesus. Well, he's scoring obviously Jesus is on a wee bit of a drought. Um but yeah, you do kind of need to, but at the same time, we're starting to build standards that we need and that we want for our players and for mm -hmm. the positions. Sorry. Yeah, yeah sorry. Can I, yeah, I just wanted to say something on that. I just think that um, people kind of focus too much on what Jesus brings. And I think it, he brings, obviously, a hell of a lot. But I think as a collective, um, I think Martinelli, Saka, Odegaard, as that sort of front four, they collectively bring the tempo and they up the tempo for Arsenal. And I think it's them that that kind of set the bar 
And I don't think it's Jesus necessarily alone or it's Odegaard or alone or, you know, it's all as a collective that they do that. So I mm. think people focus a bit too much on the wrong thing. And I think, you know, if, if all of those four were to be out, I think, you know, you'd see a major difference. But if it's just one, and I think Eddie sort of slots into that perfectly. He brings something a hell of a lot different, but he still, you know, he still contributes and he still makes a, makes a big, big contribution. No, he does. Uh, you can't ignore what he's doing in the games. You can't ignore... I think he's got something like near 40 touches across both games, which is a striker mm -hmm. is good. You know, we want to see that. It's not just, you know, in the single digits. You know, we remember Aubameyang had eight touches, I think it was, against us when we played Chelsea. You know, and Ketty is getting into the game, and that's good, and we want to see that. Yes, you know, it's still not perfect, and I think that's because he's not played too much. You know, I think there's even been times where he's looked absolutely shattered on the pitch because there's no one else to come on for him and he's going to have to keep playing these 90 minutes. Hopefully, maybe we can give him a bit of a rest if Smith-Rose comes back or if we bring in somebody that we can then move somebody from the wide area centrally to cover him. We just need someone there. Uh, I think Nelson not being there has obviously been a bit of a frustration for Arteta not having that option as well off the bench. So, we'll have to see if there's anyone who can give him a bench. I'm really intrigued by the Oxford game as to what we're going to do with the lineup for that because... How you rotate this team at the moment is tricky up the top end of the pitch because we're really light in that forward area. Hopefully, fingers crossed, Smith rows back for that point. And maybe we've even brought in a special signing by then. We'll have to wait and see. Um, let's uh, also look, of course, at the lineups that we've gone for. We're starting with you, Mike. Talk us through your team and your star player prediction as well. Okay, so for those listening uh, rather than watching, it's uh, Ramsdale, White, Saliba, Gabriel, Zinchenko, Party, Zaka, sorry, Shaka, uh, Odegaard, Zaka, Martinez. So many Zakas and Shakas in our team. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and together, of course, up front. So uh, one of the debates was obviously at, uh, at left back. Um, Zinchenko, I thought, was magnificent uh, in that first half, particularly against Brighton and um, Tommy when he came on still looks as though he's off the pace a little bit and so maybe needs another game possibly that Oxford game that you referenced there Tom to um, just get back up to speed particularly with Armand down uh, I think he can't take over from White, White has, has been immense this season and so I think White and Zinchenko will, will cope with whatever Newcastle have to throw down either flank. Um, outside of that, we've, we've talked in Ketia. Um, if he keeps on doing what he's doing, he's, he's contributing. As you said, he's had, he had as many touches as Saka and Martinelli on against the Brighton, against, in the Brighton game. And um, so really the rest of it picks itself. And Odegaard is just sensational at the moment. <laughs> um, not only in terms of, not in terms of the uh, sublime dragbacks in the in in the opposition box and the and the balls that just split defenses, but just his overall leadership, his overall um, character. He is leading by example with his pressing, with his with his just everything he does is just. And I can't see any reason why that wouldn't be the case again. No, um, I. You know, I, I, I've long banged the Odegaard drum, if you like, uh, to death in some circumstances, certainly. And, you know, it was, I had a really good chat with, with Dan Potts earlier on in his channel about Odegaard kind of when he first came in on that loan. Um, 
And on the surface, you know, the goals and assists weren't necessarily there. I think he got one or two goals. Of course, mm -hmm. one of them was quite important because it was in the North London derby. I think the other one was a great strike from outside the box against Olympiacos, if my memory serves me well, um, to help us get through in the Europa League. But uh, he didn't, you know, there wasn't the goals and assists that we're seeing now. And you can see that clear development. But beyond just the raw goals and assists, it, it's what else he's bringing. You know, the leadership, the character, the calmness on the ball. Some of the passes, <laughs> the dribbles and the way in which he takes, of course, uh, just like, you know, you think about the way in which he's passed through the lines, passed to Martinelli, passed through players' legs, the little cutbacks. You know, he's just an elegant footballer that's, that's ultimately Absolutely. great to watch. Um, Simon, let's talk about your team. Saliba's obviously a star man. Let's go through it. Yeah, just uh, no changes from the Brighton game. Um, you could argue that, you know, with these games coming up, the West Ham, uh, sorry, yeah, the West Ham and the Brighton game, them being so close to each other, you probably would have taken a bit of rotation into account. But um, yeah, oh no, sorry, I've just got it wrong. I meant, sorry, the Brighton game and this yeah. game <laughs> into account being so close to each other that, um, you know, you'd, you'd think about rotation a little bit. But uh, I think, you know, with the fact that we've got the Oxford game not until next Monday, I don't see any problem going full strength for both of these. Uh, and yeah, I think um, I think that you, I think you sort of mentioned it as well that you know are, are we going to go full strength against Oxford? Or I don't think we. Will. I think there'll be a lot of rotation there. I think yeah. we'll probably see one or two um, sort of mainstays, but I think yeah, it'll mostly be um, mostly be rotation. Um, yeah, the reason Jaffer and Gabriel are probably the two that I look to and think, yeah, they're probably going to Martinelli, I guess, maybe too. Mm. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. But um, yeah, I've gone for Saliba uh, as my star man, just because I think, um, like I sort of mentioned before, as we were talking about, that he's, I just doubt he's going to go for sort of three bad games in a row. I think he's going to shake the rust. I was gonna, he's going to show us exactly, you know, why we love him so much and uh, why he's such a brilliant player. And I just think he's going to deal with. Um, I f am, I, is, am I right in saying that their uh, their front three will probably be uh, Almiron? Um, is what I forgot. Wilson name. was on the uh, bench. Um, yeah. So I think he'll play. Sam Maximan was also on the bench. Mm. Um, so there's a potential that both of them come back. But if not, you know, you imagine that Wood will play again and Joel Linton yeah. started on the left hand side. And we're going up against a certain Joe Willock as well. To remember. Uh, mm. So that's going but to be that, a narrative. Yeah, but I think our defence will be able to deal with that very well. I think, mm. you know, they're, they're not necessarily dynamic. I mean, Sam Maximan and Almiron can be, but um, I still think we've, we've, I think you just kind of need speed really to deal with that. And we've got more, more than enough speed in our defence to, to deal with that. So I think we'll be fine. Lovely stuff. And obviously you, you spoke through about Saliba earlier on and we're hoping that he, he turns around kind of the last couple of games. Mistakes put them to bed. As a certain Ted Lasso was saying, needs to be a bit of a goldfish uh, after those <laughs> two games. Yes, I've now watched Ted Lasso, people, so I know all the references. Um, Sam, talk us through your 11. You've made one change to the other two boys bringing in Tierney. That's the big talking point. So talk us through your selection. Yep. So obviously I've got Ramsdale, Tierney, Gabriel, Saliba, White, Partey, Xhaka, Odegaard, Martinelli, Saka and Nketiah. And the only reason I've went for Tierney is because a couple of things... In the, uh, <laughs> possibly. No, um, it's because a couple of times in the Brighton game I've I seen kind of the ball go in through the back behind Zinchenko and I think the form that Almiron's on and the fact that he's got Trippier just probably one of the 
most informed right backs in the Premier League coming up beside him. Uh, that we need to be a bit tighter there. Mm. If we vacate the space with uh, Zinchenko going into the central position, you know, how we normally do, I think we could open ourselves up a bit. And then if we see that, that's typically when Gabriel gets a bit um, kind of flustered. Um, so, yeah, that's why I went for Tierney. No, I think that's fair. It's actually interesting. James uh, in the chat book says Tommy Asu, he thinks, will start at left back, which is an interesting choice because. You know, with Almoron in such good form on their right-hand side, we came up against Liverpool, our t- tactical masters <laughs> stroke in starting Tommy Asu against Liverpool. It worked out really well. It'd be intriguing um, if, if indeed uh, he plays. Now, Matt says Trippier suspended. I thought he was suspended. Or rather, I certainly did think he was suspended when I was on the show with Dan earlier on. However, his fifth yellow card came in the Carabao Cup. So, he isn't suspended. Trippier will indeed play uh, in tomorrow's game. It's they don't count those league uh, yellow uh, league cup yellow cards for some reason. It's it's strange. It, I think it might in the FA Cup, but it doesn't in the League Cup. It's weird. But effectively, what it means is, of course, we will be going up against Trippier. Um, but if he, of course, gets any further yellow cards between now and the 18th game of their season, uh, he will indeed be suspended for the next one. So we've also got a few problems ourselves, you know, with those types of situations. I think Saka's now, I think Saka's on, is he on three? Gabriel's <clears throat> on three. Saliba is on four. Well, yeah. So, yes, yeah, Lieber's on four. So he's one away from missing another game. Gabriel and Saka are on three themselves. So we need to be a bit careful um, with those. That said, Saliba's not been booked in his last five or six games. I don't quite know how after that penalty, <laughs> to be honest. He definitely should have got a yellow in that moment. So we avoided that one. But uh, yeah, we kind of need him for the North London derby, I think. Maybe more so than the United game. So... I would like to see him keep that clean uh, in this one. In terms of my team, I've gone for the same lineup as, as Mike and Simon. I did go with Zinchenko. He's just seemingly, for me, so good at supporting what Xhaka and Martinelli are doing. I feel like if we can create the overloads against Trippier, we are going to get some joy in behind because he does, as we know, like to venture a little bit further forward. Saka and Erdogan have got a great job against uh, Dan Byrne, we imagine, uh, and his ability to play. That's, that Saka against Byrne might be one of the most... Not like potent mismatches in the Premier League. So seeing those go up against one another is going to be intriguing. We know that our defenders have got a big job on their hands, keeping the uh, keeping that attack quiet. I know that Partey's got a big job in trying to stifle Bruno Guimaraes and what he does in the midfield. And the midfield battle is going to be really key in this game. Um, but yeah, it's a really interesting side. Martinelli, I think, has got a great chance of having a great game because, as I say, about Trippier on that left-hand side. So fingers crossed we can get the result that we need. We're going to go to predictions, but first of all, some big news in the chat box uh, because long-time listener and long-time commenter Peeny Ween has joined up as a member. So thank you so much, Peeny Ween, uh, for joining up as a member to the channel. Much appreciate the continued support and great to see you join the TGT family as well. Mike, we start with you. Scoreline and scorers, please. 3-1 to to us, of course. And uh, scorers, I think... We will repeat uh, the West Ham scorers. I think we'll uh, we'll have one each from Saka, Martinelli, and and then Ketty will score the third. Indeed, indeed, Simon. I'm going to go for a narrow victory. I'm going to go for two one to Arsenal. Um, I'm going to predict that Eddie and Zinchenko are going to score a goal. Lovely stuff. And Sam. Oh, mute, unmute yourself. Unmute yourself. <laughs> You've done a Simon. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Um, so I'm going to go for 2-1 as well. So I'm going to go for Martinelli and Enketia and the Newcastle score will be Almiron. I think. Lovely job. Uh, let's see what you guys are saying in the chat box. Wilson says, my prediction is Arsenal 2, Newcastle 0. Harvey's going 3-1. Timmy's going for a KG 1-0 Arsenal win. Sasha's going for an Eddie hat-trick and a 3-1 win. Uh, Matt's going for an Eddie, uh, I think, yeah, again, a triple one for Eddie in this one as well for Matt with a 3-1 scoreline. Pini Ween's gone for an 8-0. Yeah. Of course he has. Like It's, it's not even a question that Pini <laughs> Ween goes for an 8-0. Uh, Rance is going for a 2-1. Zana going for a tight 2-1 as well. A lot of people think it's going to be quite close. Uh, you know, Newcastle haven't Considered too many goals this season. Uh, John's going for a 3 1. Saka, Odegaard, and Ketia. Zafa's going for a 2 0. Bradley going for a 2 0 as well. Nabil says 3 2. RRM says 4 2 with an open game. Uh, Troy says, I just want to win. You know, that'd be quite nice. I wish my predictions could be as simple as that. Um, Wesley says 3 2. Narrow win. Odegaard and Xhaka and Martinelli. Uh, and MR reactions going for a 3-1 with Saka, Udegaard and Partey on the scoreline. I'll get some more of your uh, predictions up whilst we're saying goodbye. I'm going to go for a 3... Oh, hell, let's go for a 3-0 win, just for the optimism. Um, I'm starting a new campaign because I was looking for the Arsenal team and thinking, who hasn't scored for Arsenal yet? And I know Zinchenko's not got a goal, but I feel as though he will get one eventually. Um, so Ben White is the new TGT prediction uh, and until he scores he will keep being predicted as our weekly goal scorer so we're going for a 3-0 Ben White's getting on the score of course Ramsdale's not scored either to be fair uh, <laughs> 3-0 scoreline Ben White from outside the box is definitely becoming the new TGT prediction uh, and Ketia to get one uh, another and Granite Xhaka to get on the score sheet as well uh, Mike thank you so much for taking the time this evening uh, very I know it is certainly the evening for you uh, so thank you for joining us and oh, uh, tell welcome. people they can find you in the discord channel and uh, if you're not in there get in there it's a great place to be he knows the role by now. He's got it mastered. Uh, Simon, thank you so much for your time, my friend. Tell people they can find you. Yeah, no worries at all, Tom. Thank you so much for having me on. It's great uh, speaking with you, Mike and Sam, as well. Uh, you can find me at Football Fan Force with the triple F for short. Um, I don't do a hell of a lot of content, but I do now and then, probably sort of three, four times a month. Um, and yeah, I, I sort of cover football in a general sense, just all sorts of areas of football. I'm going to start this new thing where I'm looking at players that have played the game sort of pre-1950s, just a bit of a vintage kind of player wow. thing, um, just yeah. to try and get players back into the minds of, of people and, and to sort of talk about players that people should know about, but they probably haven't. So if I were to ask you, Tom, who Jose Nasaze was, would you would you know that? Oh, yeah, I've done a tactical breakdown on him already. <laughs> <laughs> Enlighten me. <laughs> uh, no, he was the captain of the Uruguay team that won the World Cup in 1950. So, um, yeah. Was that the I second World Cup? Yes, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, is I, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 1950. But, um, mm. yeah, he's a very important player that almost nobody has heard of. So, yeah, I'm just kind of doing these profiles on players uh, to, to get people informed. There you go. Our good friend Danny, uh, a podcast <laughs> origin maker, is uh, very interested. So there you go. He'll enjoy it. Adding another podcast to his very long list of podcasts that exist. That he has, <laughs> um, Sam, thank you so much for making your debut on the show. Fantastic stuff. Thank you for coming on. Tell people they can find you. Yeah, thank you very much. It was nice to speak to you. Um, and I don't have any socials of that. It's just Sam Ashby in the Discord. How like lucky. Like, has makes no it socials. <laughs> 
Absolutely. No, thanks for your time, mate. As always, you can, as the boys have said, Mike, Simon and Sam, you can find them all in our Discord server. If you would like to jump on one of our previews and get involved with the daily chat that goes on in that crazy place that we call the, T uh, the TGT Discord server, uh, just join up as a member, as Peeny Ween has today in the chat box once again, of course. Um, but thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you bright and early tomorrow morning. Actually, I'll see you before that because I'm going to be jumping on with the boys on the Arsenal Lounge uh, later this evening at 8pm, which will be, wait for it, my fourth stream of the day. I am mad and somehow still married. Wow. No. Um, so thank you for, so, for tuning in as always. Do drop a like, do subscribe if you're new and as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates are out and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.